1: I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you,
0: man. Do I miss you? Hello there. This is I miss you, man. I'm the man who misses Dylan. My name's
1: Lonnie. And he is... Dylan, like you just said. And he misses Lonnie too. (laughs) There we go.
0: There we go. Dylan, what is I Miss You Man about?
1: Normally, Lonnie, it's about you and me taking each other on a journey each week through a topic that could be anything. Life, pop culture, everything in between. But this right here, what we're doing today, that's part of our mega-series, The Christina Chronicles, where we go through the filmography of Christina Ritchie.
0: Oy oy oy, oy Yes, we've really narrowed in on a very particular portion of Life and pop culture, and everything in between Christina Ritchie, which, yeah,
1: and who can't appreciate Miss Christina?
0: And I've been thinking actually about this too. And, um, it's obviously we're doing this for Christina, but in some ways, what we're, we're
1: getting, well, it's for us more than anything, isn't it? It's not for Christina, <laughs> she did us to do this.
0: I like to think one day we'll present this to her and she'll Ooh, say,
1: Okay, thank you. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: Get out of my house Yeah,
1: why did you watch Bear Mountain? Yeah, true I regret doing that movie
0: What I've been thinking though is we've, we've been taking a very sort of uh, Particular journey through American cinema of From 1990 onwards just about And it's kind of sure. like Christina's our guide Through that And at the sure. moment We're in oh. the indie indie sort of phase Of her career And the history of cinema 200 cigarettes is the film.
1: Again, not available streaming anywhere. Never a good sign. Not usually. Not usually. Okay. Now, we don't know. Okay. Now, we we don't know what each other think of this film. We didn't even say if it was good stuff to each other. We got no inkling. What do you reckon? You first.
0: Well, I just wanted to, before I get there, Dylan, this film okay, uh-huh. is a cult classic in some ways. However, it's not streaming. It's it was kind of ravaged by the critics at the time. And I would say it's forgotten about. It's maybe not even quite a cult film. It's kind of a film you see but don't really know much about.
1: I'd, I'd say it has potential to be a yes. cult movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that it, it's just lack of um, release on Blu-ray and... It's not streaming anywhere, not even to rent. It, it's almost like a cult it's film without a, a cult, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah.
0: That said, I kind of liked it. I thought it was pretty good.
1: I, re- I really liked it. I, I did too. Okay. Good on you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Can you can you give us a quick rundown of the plot, which is, won't take long?
1: Well, basically, it's um, it's one of those classic formulaic movies of the all-star cast just like full a-list celebrities everywhere and it's focused in on kind of them intersecting with each other over a holiday which Mm. happens to be new year's eve
0: that's right and this exact same sort of plot has is actually a film called new year's eve came out in 2011 do you recall this at all
1: No, I don't remember seeing that. I know, obviously, Love Actually and um, Mother's Day, you know, all those kinds of ones.
0: Um, Yeah, it's almost like a precursor to those, isn't it? This came out in 1999.
1: Well, that's what blew my mind, because I didn't know when Love Actually came out. Um, I was very surprised that this predated that, because that was like 2003 or something Yeah, thereabouts.
0: I just wanted to quickly mention New Year's Eve. It got hammered at the box office. Actually, no, hammered (laughs) at the critical box office. It actually grossed $142 million in 2011. That's a pretty good chunk of change. It, um, is,
1: yeah.
0: it contains actors such as De Niro, Halle Berry, Zach Efron, Ashton Kutcher, Sarah Jessica Parker. You know, some pretty big names of that time. I saw it with our friend Pepsi West
1: back in the day. <laughs> Hello, there she
0: is. I think I might have seen it on New Year's Eve, in, in fact. Because, you know, that happened just after we finished school and we were, spent much of that time going to the movies, which is pretty fun. Um, sure. So, yeah, that, that's I—that's always I remember. I was like, just sitting there, Pepsi's made us watch it. I'm like, what are, you, what are we doing this for, Pepsi? Come on.
1: How come I didn't get invited to this, but I got invited to Magic Mike?
0: I think you know why.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, 200 cigarettes. Now, you mentioned some of as an A-list cast, Dylan. I would argue that it was an A-list cast before they were A-listers for the most of them.
1: Okay. Well, or on,
0: on the precipice of A-list to them.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. We've got your, both the Affleck boys.
0: Both Afflecks. We've got yeah. Dave Chappelle. Ooh. Um. He basically, part
1: of his powers in 99. Yeah, apparently did like, a lot of his, his show, scenes, you know. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, We've got Kate Hudson. She's coming back again for the Christina Chronicles after being Desert Blue.
1: She's welcome back. She is more than welcome back.
0: (laughs) Um, We've also got Courtney Love, who's not hugely known for acting, but she's done a few film roles. Yeah. Uh, Jay Moore, who's sort of in and out of pop culture, isn't he?
1: Yeah. He's always been on the, the precipice of being famous, but, you know, if you show him, his face to anyone, they'll be like, oh,
0: yeah, I've seen you That guy, yeah. yeah. Um, Elvis Costello makes a few appearances on the soundtrack and in the film, which is fun stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: And I guess, apart from the Affleck boys, the biggest A-lister from then and to now would be Paul Rudd, who is kind of, I wouldn't say he's a lead character, but he kind of, his story probably has the most scenes and has the most arc, and I think kind of sent is centred around that a little bit. Well, than other stories lines?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And he's with you right now. He's the, <laughs> he's the man. Yeah, he's my own background image while we're doing this podcast. Yeah. He's great. Uh And by the way, can I just say, he has the most glorious sideburns I have ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah. We should yeah. mention why that is, Dylan. It's because this well, film is set New Year's Eve,
1: 1981. Hello. Hello.
0: In New York City, of all places, too, to be honest. Sure. Um, now, there are a few other actors, a few other female actors who, who get a, a good run here as well. Um, Gabby Hoffman, Martha Plimpton, Christina, obviously. Love Martha
1: Plimpton. Love yeah, Martha Plimpton. always good.
0: She's great. Um, so they've, their trajectory of their careers has gone more into the, I guess, supporting roles and character actor status, unlike the A-list of the Afflecks and Paul Rudd. But they're very welcome additions. Uh, yeah, Martha Plimpton, certainly. also known to us as Pecker's sister from Pekka.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> who, who could forget? Certainly not me just then until you just said that. Um, but I was going to say, I, I know her from Raising Hope. That's where I mainly know her from. Yeah, yeah. She's great in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I um, didn't even mention Janine Garofalo, mate. Oh, true. Yes.
0: Come on. And... A couple of other guys and girls who didn't go under much stardom, including a Scottish but, guy.
1: But you know what? You know what? I still think everyone did a great performance in this.
0: You reckon they held their own? Okay.
1: Yeah. Do you, you disagree? <laughs> we'll get into it.
0: Okay. So, can you you want to run us through maybe a couple of the the um, storylines intersect?
1: All right. Well, let's start with Paul Run and Courtney Love. Hmm. So, they're bloody best mates, kind of. Yep. Hanging out on New Year's Eve after Paul Rudd's just been freshly dumped by Janine Garfalo. Hmm. Uh, it's also his birthday, his New Year's Eve, which is a...
0: Isn't that a curse, uh, you know, having your birthday, birthday on the us. same day as a holiday?
1: <laughs> it's the shittest holiday of the year, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you never have a birthday party because no one wants to go to your birthday party,
1: you know. And plus, it's still close enough to Christmas that, you know, the present situation, do you buy double or not? Don't, I think it,
0: it's it's a bad,
1: bad time. Bad time of year. Hmm. And um, Blenny, they're pretty much just like a will they, won't they, kind of. I mean, I knew they would get together at the start of the movie, but you could tell Courtney lovers into him. they got good chemistry.
0: They do. I think if, if I was making this film, I'd probably focus even more on them because they had the most interesting and probably the strongest performances as well.
1: Okay, I don't. I didn't
0: feel like every storyline was quite as interesting as
1: theirs. Okay, well we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Why don't you run us through the next one you want to do?
0: Well, let's get into Christina's storyline. Given what sure. her it is a chronicles that we're doing. Absolutely. She wants to go to the party, right? And she's a bit younger. So there's, a, there's an E.D. party. This whole sort of we're all sort of building towards. Mm. And she's there to her cousin's party, and she's hanging out with her friend Steffi, which she's brought in from. Um, they're from Long Island, somewhere outside of New York City.
1: Aren't they from Boston? I That's think what think they sound like?
0: It's Ron Kankoma. Not sure <laughs> on spelling, on pronunciation. Is aside. that a
1: real place? Is that a real place? It is. That's my question.
0: Well, apparently it is. I think it's Long Island, but Google's not like right now. Okay. Anyway, they're going to this party. And they've lost the address. Nineteen eighty-one, so they can't really ring up someone on their phone. Sorry, it is in it's on Long Island in New York. Okay, fair enough. Okay, um, and they keep getting lost because they're not really part of this town. And as the as the story plays out, we find out they're actually a bit younger than they probably uh, pretend to be. There's a funny oh, line where Christina says something like, um, "We've got fake IDs. We want we want some beer. We have got every right to be in here, like everyone else does." <laughs> yeah, I, I missed that up, but you know what I mean. That's, um, it's
1: actually quite quotable movie, I feel. Yeah, I think it's alright. It, hence, what would lean towards its cult status, I think. You think so, wouldn't you? It would only enhance it.
0: Um, and as they are going around New York City, they end up. Um, a friend wants to go home, basically, but Christina's like really up for party time. They end up with, um, with some punks. An actual, you know, time of time of punkhood was actually yeah. upon us at this point.
1: Prime um, punkness.
0: The punks have a package they have to deliver, and they keep sort of leading the girls on their journey to deliver this package, I assume, it's as drugs.
1: Yeah probably. yeah, probably. Probably just drugs. a box of cocaine. Look <laughs> like it. It's the 80s, mate. Yeah.
0: Um, one of the punks is Casey Affleck. Um, again. Ben. It, Not son his... of
1: Ben. Brother of Ben.
0: <laughs> his, um, his second appearance on The Chronicles, along with Kate Hudson.
1: Yeah. Good Come, stuff.
0: Coming back. Yeah. Um, this one, you know, I love Christina, obviously, doing this whole Chronicles for her, by her, mm-hmm. with her. This storyline just wandered around New York City for a long time, I thought. I don't think it went anywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair point. But, you know, the performances were fun, from Casey and Christina especially. Uh, the woman who played Stephanie. she was all right, but I think the character annoyed me more than anything. She just complained the whole time.
0: That I feel like every time we come back to them... It's the same thing. Like, they're just walking around. And they're, like, walking around you know, the scary part of New York City in 81, so it's a pretty hectic time to me in New York. And they're just yelling at each other about how lost they are and how they want to go home and awake. You just yell and get abducted or attacked here, honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tempting fate, but no, they made it in the end.
0: I guess they did. Do you want to talk about Kate Hudson's storyline,
1: please? Yes, sure. So basically New Year's Eve is the night after she had just slept with a man for the first time. Mm. So he's previously a virgin. And so she's basically going on the dates with uh, Jay Moore and seeing where the night takes them, really. She thinks it's going to be a very special experience and uh, he's kind of just treating it like any other date. In fact...
0: It's only when she admits the fact that she lost her V-card to him that he really gets interested
1: in her. Which is funny.
0: That's, that's a funny commentary and a take on that sort of guy. He's like, why me? Why am I the one you chose Mr. Yeah, to happen?
1: What makes me so special? <laughs> and it
0: really shows you the sort of...
1: Funny.
0: how Yeah, that's funny, but there's a... Oopsies, Dylan's gone. Dylan, are you there? Uh-oh. Okay, Dylan's back. I'm not sure why he left me momentarily. Yeah, but
1: Sick of looking at you, mate. I needed a break. <laughs> Goodness me. So
0: we were talking about um, Kate Hudson, the klutziest, most awkward woman alive in 1991. It's a good
1: performance, though. She plays it very endearingly.
0: For her second role, yes. And for any role, but... In particular, this is only her second film that she's been in.
1: Yeah, pretty good. I mean, I would personally argue. I know you said Paul Rudd and Courtney Lover gave the, you know, the best performances, but I think she did, to be honest. Yeah. and You think, gave off that very, very innocent uh, energy. Yeah,
0: and then she turns pretty quickly when she needs to, which is great. Exactly, exactly. And then she spends the last half of the film with dog shit on the back of her jacket, <laughs> which no one seems to mention.
1: No, they're just like, who smells dog shit? (laughs) But to be honest, would you check the back of someone's dress for dog shit? Not really. No.
0: Not me, Z. Everyone's plastered, don't they?
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: (laughs) Um, But I really like that storyline to a certain degree. I didn't like the fact that apparently this guy makes women fall in love with him after one night together. (laughs) But I get it, it was a little bit like... Fairy tale or a fable or something. It's his curse that he is just wants a free, free style in life. Wants to sleep around, but then every time he gets with a the girl, they fall in love with him. It's kind of that was kind of funny, I guess. Yeah, but it, it was nice that Kate Hudson was wise to it eventually, and she was falling yeah. in love with him. And then she realized, oh wait, no, you, you only like me because you took my virginity, and you think that's some sort of special thing. And no, you're actually an asshole. And she works it out, which is pretty fun.
1: Yeah, she rips into him. It was good stuff. Hmm.
0: Um, there's the two friends, Bridget and Caitlin, who really—they're kind of a bit nasty, a bit mean. I (laughs) wasn't hugely into them, to be honest. (laughs) Why, though, Lonnie? Why were they nasty and mean? Well, again, this could be a plot for a whole film by itself, and it's—it's interesting that it's just here as a subplot in this multi-protagonist story. They think that if you're alone on New Year's Eve, you curse yourself for the rest of the year. And so they want to get a boyfriend by the end of the night or be with somebody. Um, and they also, in the process, they break up with um, Bridget's boyfriend, who's played by Brian McCarty. He's Eric. And he's a Scottish guy I mentioned before. I think maybe he was the weakest link in the cast, but he was still pretty fun. Really? Maybe his character didn't have much to do. Maybe
1: that's what it is. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. i have some thoughts on that, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, and so they they get rid of him, and then they sort of go into this party. They are the ones to bring Mr. Ben Affleck into the storyline. He is a bartender at the bar that they're at at the beginning of the night, and they it's a, it's a sort of bit of plot machinations, but they end up inviting him him to. He invites them to the New Year's no, party. No, Courtney
1: Love invites him initially. Yes, when she sees him at the bar, um, and then he invites them. I think.
0: Right, but they're not aware it's yes. the same party they were going to at the start of the film. At that point, yeah, I probably. Think. Yeah, it's it's a bit yeah. a bit of a fun bit of fun stuff going on there. Yeah, um, it's quite funny. They they take Ben Affleck out after he finishes bartending at his place, and you know he's he's younger. I guess he's traditionally handsome. They they're all ready to go for it, and they find him he's in law school. And at first, that's kind of interesting to them because they're kind of in the art scene, and then he just is like the most boring guy ever. It seems when they actually get talking to him.
1: Oh yeah, no, for sure. And um, he's just going on. He just gets crasser and crasser as he keeps just spurting out words.
0: He he's <laughs> funny. He's almost you know just the stereotypical douche, isn't he? Also, not a very good bartender. He kept dropping stuff in the background. <laughs> you I'm that? Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Um, his line, which I think you alluded to there, I'm trying to write down, he asks them, basically, he just fires off some pickup lines. He's already got them. I don't know why he's doing this. Um, he ends up saying, How do you like your eggs? Scramble the fertilized. <laughs> that's funny. That is, that's the sort of line you think would be. You know, on t-shirts or whatever, well, potentially. Yeah, exactly. Names, Adds whatever. to its cult classic status. Yeah, yeah. but not, not really. Not happening.
1: It's funny. And it seemed like something he ad-libbed, <laughs> the way it came. He yeah, was he like, was oh, just going for da. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and potentially something he said in real life. Who knows with Ben Affleck. Probably, yeah. Um Two other characters who were sort of through lines for the story... Uh, Dave Chappelle, you mentioned, is a cab driver who happens to drive all these people around at various points throughout the film, which is kind of fun.
1: Yeah. He's a a wise, groovy, horny cab driver, basically. Basically.
0: And uh, also, as we say, Martha Plimpton is throwing the party, and she spends most of the night being quite concerned no one's going to turn up. And I I kind of. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I, I felt for her because I'm kind of like that. I like the idea of parties generally, but actually going to parties or throwing them, a lot of work, a lot of effort, it never really works out.
1: No. But it's funny how she just keeps getting, um, she just gets getting worried and worried and it just gets more unraveled as the night goes on, yeah. as the people take longer to come. She thinks she's got no friends, mm-hmm. thinks no one likes her. <laughs> Crazy. The only the one who so. turns up
0: is her ex-boyfriend who just wants to talk about, He's himself basically,
1: yeah, the Scottish dude. Yeah, Can we talk about him for a second now. Yes,
0: his thing is that he can't keep a girl. And why can't he do that,
1: Dylan? Just because he's like the worst lover ever, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently. As Martha Plimpton put it, put it, uh, even including high school, he was the worst. Yeah, so that's rough. That is rough,
0: and. he. he, again, you can kind of tell this was written and directed by women, the sort of ways they, um, what they include and what a man might not include. Um, But it's funny, he's just obsessed about his penis size then. And they're all like, oh no, it's fine, it's just you're not very good. And he's obviously never had a complaint, you know, to his face before. And then every other woman he has sex with or has had sex with he speaks to, they're like, they all agree, (laughs) straight up.
1: It's just the worst. Yeah. I also like how there's a, there's a little running gag. It's like, is six months a long time or a short time? I thought Ooh. that was fun.
0: Yeah. Because he says, Oh, I dated her ages ago. And they work out it was six months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And that, his that's, girlfriend's that's, like, that's
1: nothing. That's like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then um, when he goes to Martha Plimpton, he's like, Uh, do you remember when we broke up? And she's like, no. He's like, well, it was only six months ago. <laughs> and she's like, oh, six months is forever. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, oh, good stuff.
0: Well, in terms of that, Dylan, what is Paul Rudd doing to look
1: exactly the same 20 years on? I old don't ago? know. It was insane, isn't it? It, it, it just looks like he does in an Ant-Man. It's, it's a bit scary, yeah.
0: Um, he's very intense character, Paul Rudd's character. So... One thing I'd say though, I liked his his back and forth with uh, Courtney Love, and as I said, I thought that was a strong storyline. I don't think we need to see his ex girlfriend. Oh, I think that weakened the storyline a bit. Um, one thing know, in particular. It, like, yeah, here you
1: go. I was just going to say, if it was anyone except. Janine Garofalo, I would agree with you. Okay. But she's always a trait to see.
0: Yeah, and she was great. I, I I didn't hate her being on screen or anything. I just thought this guy who's so hung up on his ex girlfriend, and then he's got, you know, his best mate, who he obviously there is some deep seated they've got such good chemistry that maybe they should be together sort of thing, and they've like spoken them through that. Eventually they get to this one point, it's just it's strained credulity for me, Dylan is that eventually okay. they're like, you know what, let's just have sex. Let's get it over and done with. We'll go do it. Go in the bathroom. Just go do it, right? Um, and they go got to do that, and they're ready to go. They're just about all good. And then his ex-girlfriend walks in. i was just like, what are the chances of her walking in at this exact moment, you know?
1: Uh, Lonnie, if you'd watched the movie twice, like I did, um, <laughs> you would notice that Janine actually said you brought her to the coffee shop, to our coffee shop. So she obviously likes going there.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I just thought perhaps it could have been stronger if he's about to do it, but he just can't, can't stop thinking about his ex girlfriend and that is a sort of you know, more internalized conflict then rather than the external conflict of her walking in at the exact moment, you know.
1: I disagree. Okay, well that's fine. It is very funny I'll though. take as much Janine as I can.
0: Okay, okay, all right, well it's planning something about you tonight, Billard.
1: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss. That's plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss. Plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss.
0: All right. It's very funny when they get interrupted that time, and they go have a bit of a fight, and then eventually, like, you know, what? Let's go back. You know, we got interrupted before, so let's go do it. They don't just go into the bathroom at the bar they're at. They go back to the same diner, <laughs> to the same bathroom the coffee. <laughs> shop. We have to do it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You got to conquer that battlefield, mate. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Um, I don't mind this. Like these these films that are set over one night and it's sort of um, you know, a, a
1: just people dying at their lives intersecting stories. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's kind of fun. Does it remind you of our wild nights out in the town together, <laughs>
1: <laughs> where well, we want to stay at Pippa's the whole time? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. We're happy
0: there. Why move? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why'd um, we go anywhere else? We have everything we need here. Yeah, <laughs> we should do a
0: Fibbers Run soon. We haven't been there for ages. Yeah, we're on. If I you buy me your Raspberry, I will. I will. Um, it's funny here as well, Dylan. What I've written on my notes on my phone, it's come out like a little poem. Okay, I'll read it out to you as if it's a poem. Okay, please. Nice to see a film about people living life. <laughs> That's what
1: it
0: says. That's beautiful. I don't know if you can see. It That's You can't see it probably, but
1: yeah. I trust you though. I'll send you a screenshot. He you held. No, you he held that phone up with confidence. I believe you. Doesn't matter <laughs> that I couldn't see the screen. But I could
0: it, tell. It is nice though, isn't it, to see a film about people living it life? It is.
1: Just a slice of life movie. Hmm. And every everyone, all the critics. On Rotten Tomatoes, I had a quick had a quick squeeze, and they were like, "Oh, it's plotless; nothing happens; it's boring." Watching people live their lives. What do you want? I don't know,
0: Dylan. Our, our boy Roger, who we'll get to in a moment, vicious. Did not like this. No,
1: movie? no, Lordy, <laughs> don't say that. I don't want to put Roger on strike too. <laughs> no, I think
0: maybe if you. I'm sorry, if you're being ruthless, you cut out Christina's storyline, I think it maybe it's a bit stronger the whole film. And maybe even the girls who want to just have someone in their life on New Year's Eve to not get themselves cursed. Every other storyline was pretty much on point for me.
1: I'd agree, yeah, yeah. I like the Best Friends storyline though, that was fun. Especially when they get in the car with Dave Chappelle.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Okay, we're going to get. We're Obviously, we're talking freely about the film, and we recommend you go see it and watch it yourself. The ending, Dylan, a little bit bit interesting and maybe a little bit controversial to me. I want to talk you through it. Okay. Yes. So the whole film, right, is these people on the beginning of their night and they're all sort of heading towards this party, including the woman who's throwing the party and she's like, no one's here. All right. And eventually we get to the point, the film is climaxing at the point where well, they've all ended up at the party, mm-hmm. and then we don't see the party. No, we see the
1: morning after. <laughs> Interesting choice for me. Agreed. Do you like it? I do, uh, because it lets you fill in the blanks of how wild and crazy and fun that party was. Okay, and
0: us, that would be hard to dramatise versus your, your, yeah. your imagination. Yeah, okay yeah exactly thank you well, I don't mind it as well. um the only thing for me is that what we found in the morning after scenes is that a lot of our characters who hadn't intersected beforehand intersected and then their path has you know kind of changed, and all of a sudden they've they've all mixed, mixed and mixed, mixed and matched it mismatched each other. And so now their paths are going on very different ways forward and together. For example, Christina Ritchie, um, <laughs> well, she's gets
1: statutory raped by Jay Moore.
0: <laughs> well, we, we, we get confirmation when they're together is that she's still at high school. Um, and she's ended up with this dude. I think he's an actor is, is what I believe. So he's, he's a bit yeah, old, he much says older. that
1: at the Indian restaurant. Yeah. yeah.
0: So he's, you know, famous. And of course she's fallen in love with him because that's what happens. And she invites him to his prom, which is, you yeah. know, it's, it's it's black humor, but it's pretty funny. I'd give her that. It's funny. It's um, funny. She owns it. Yeah. But they hadn't had an interaction before. That's so we have to sort of make that leap in our minds. Um, yeah. Casey Affleck is this punk who's kind of, you know, obviously a sweetheart, a sweetheart, at heart, but, you know, running with the wrong crowd And ends up with the ditzy and awkward Kate Hudson Which is fun, I like that
1: It was it was a fun pairing, I wish we had more of it That's probably my only regret about yeah. not seeing the party But, yeah.
0: yeah, it was still good It's almost, to me, kind of felt like a short story in that sense Where it's like Like, often in short stories You get the beginning and the middle of a story And then it cuts off and you sort of That's a punchline, Is like So you thought these guys were coming together that, well, here's a twist in the tale. Actually, those guys are going to get together. um, And then you fill in the planks about what happens after that. Do they stay together? What happens? Does, does Jay Moore ever, you know, find, settle down? Like, you sort of have to imagine the rest of the storyline. Which I don't mind. I think it's a bit of a bold choice, though, to spend a whole film working towards a party and then never showing it. And then putting characters who went together beforehand together at the very end to go on. And perhaps that is why people didn't like it at the time and why it hasn't had much staying power.
1: Perhaps Possibly. I, I get your point about uh the building towards the whole film and not seeing it. I get that. Um Them pairing off with each other that they'd never met before. I don't mind that because, you know, it's a crazy New Year's party and everyone's mm. smashed. Mm. I mean, it's Makes that sense. classic cliche. You'll go home with anyone, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you just have to sort of recalibrate in your mind. It's like this film isn't about the New Year's Eve party. It's about getting it's about the to jam. the New Year's. Yeah. It, it's, if we take the film's title literally, it's 200 cigarettes. It's the cigarettes they're smoking on the way as you know, they're shit talking and just arguing and just making their way through life. It's not, you know, party time central. That's not the movie. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. All right. I, you know what? Really damn good for one that I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't really have much expectation going in, given the critics and whatnot. But
1: yeah, I, I personally would put it as number two so far. Wow. Just personally. Wow. Yeah, I I put it uh, just under Ice Storm. That's the only thing that's better than it. Really. Well, I mate, I watched it twice in twice in a day, <laughs> okay. and I did not mind at all. I really liked it. I okay. thought it was very funny. Okay. Well.
0: Everyone get out there and do a bit of um,
1: searching for it. Yeah, what can they do? Buy the DVDs off eBay for $50, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Well, I think in America, it's a bit easier to find. And there's an article I'll link in our show notes, and it's quite funny. The title is... This 1999 film starring Paul Rudd with Mutton Chops is going for $200 on eBay. (laughs) The rest of the article is about, oh my God, why can't I watch this film anywhere streaming? And as an update, is that following publication of this article, 200 cigarettes was re-released and is now available for purchase on Amazon. You're welcome. So I feel like this person is, is affected change in, in, in real world scenario. Wow, right. there you go. Yeah. But she loves it, this, this author. That's bit, awesome. A bit, of a bit of a you, Dylan. bit of a... You get on that with Gabrielle Sierra. You liked it too. <laughs> I did like it. Um, Hello. she <laughs> she says, "Cause she had on DVD and everyone wants to rent it off her." Is, is the is the premise of the article? And she's like, "No, you can't ha- can't borrow it because uh-huh. I need to keep it because you can't get anywhere else." So rare.
1: Yeah.
0: And something she's mentioned, which which we haven't yet, is the soundtrack is all bangers, no clangers, right?
1: It is. It is almost non-stop
0: yeah. music, really.
1: Oh, it's great! What do you got? Oh, I'm one. Eddie in the flesh. and What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Mm-hmm. Another one bites the dust. In Nabi Dad gets a look in, Lonnie. It's <laughs> true.
0: Yeah, the um, what they're saying here is um something I I didn't really know the didn't know the writer. Apparently, nothing else. On IMDB at least, or the film. Really? The, the director is has, has been is more on a casting and producing sort of background. And she's directed a few things, but but this is her main. The director's name is uh, Reza Brandon really? Garcia. Um but well, I, I would have liked to see more of her work. Yeah. She blames the marketing dylan. In this article she says, um all the star power might have been, may have been overhyped. Apparently, it was misguidedly compared to other ensemble films like American Graffiti and Car Wash. Never seen Car Wash, but... cool. Me neither. American Graffiti's good, though. It is really good. I love American Graffiti. Mm. Um, but what she says, it's just a little movie. It's a quirky, offbeat, fun romp. Which I tend to agree with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's... I think this would go off on the in the right platform or the the right circumstances yeah. around New Year's. Be a good Eve.
1: Netflix. It could be a n- good Netflix one, and also Lonnie, hmm. I think this can be the official movie for New Year's Eve. Every holiday gets one. Okay. Okay. Well, what's I Christmas? Think this can be New Year's. Eve's... I mean, in Christmas movie of Christmas movies, <laughs> it's a hard pick, but Love Actually is a good one. I do love it.
0: Okay. Well,
1: actually, <laughs> I
0: thought we should go through some reviews. Hit me with Rog,
1: break it to me.
0: Roger has given this film half a star.
1: Oh that is rough. Come on, I don't think. What's we've... his reasoning? Have we ever been this tell far away why.
0: from what Roger thinks, with like our our star ratings to his? Bloody hell.
1: I don't think so. I mean he really liked Desert Blue, didn't he? Bloody knobhead. He didn't like oh, that. Did you? He he found something
0: to like about Bloody Bear Mountain, if I recall. it's funny here, Roger does a great it's thing. Great you, he he doesn't just review a film, he, he talks about other stuff as well, which is part of why I like his his writing. He spends the first half of the review talking about um, how you should properly film cigarettes <laughs> cigarette smoke. Because <laughs> he's saying they, they didn't do it properly here? I mean, which is kind of fun. sure um, And he also talks about his mum Who's a good smoker He said
1: It's just, you know Those little details I don't trust this man With this review at this point <laughs> If I've read all that I do not trust this man Because I'm reading the words Of nonsense
0: <laughs> Okay, let me read this out to you Bitchy and Love Have the kinds of Self-contained personalities That he out Living space for their characters, no matter where they find themselves. But the others are pretty much lost. Do you agree? No.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. I think every story had a purpose.
0: He goes on to say The witless screenplay provides his characters with aimless dialogue and meaningless confrontations, and they are dressed, not like people who might have been alive in 1981, but like people going to a costume party where 1981 is the theme.
1: I, okay, that I do get because it's kind of hard to pick up it's 1981 unless you're really paying attention. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't... You probably Because no know. one... No, nah, because none of the decor looks like it. I mean, New York's looked the same for years, is not it? Hmm. Um, And then no one's really dressed for 1981. I mean, not as obvious as it should be to me. I need neon aer- aer- aerobics <laughs> workout gear to know we're in the 80s, Lonnie.
0: Can I end, finish off Roger's review here. I don't agree with it, but it's an interesting point he raises, okay? Mm-hmm. Seeing a film like this helps you realise that actors are empty vessels waiting to be filled with characters and dialogue. As people, they are no doubt much smarter and funnier than the cretins in this film. I'm reminded of Gene Siskel's bottom-line test for a film. Is this movie more entertaining than a documentary of the same people having lunch. Here they are contained by small ideas and arch dialogue and lack the juice of life. Maybe another 200 cigarettes would have helped. Coughing would be better than some of this dialogue. Brutal.
1: Fuck off, Roger.
0: (laughs) I really wish we could get Roger to watch this again and, and see if he felt the same, you know, 20 years on. But we can't.
1: Oh. That, that is strike two though
0: that is strike two it's a funny um it's a funny way I think you made a film though. that shit would we just watch these guys having lunch Would that be funnier or more interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah I haven't thought about that test before but Dylan I do have a good review here I thought you might like this though okay this is from here we go Lonnie Mick LaSalle um, it seemed like this film came out in February 1999, which is strange, because both their reviews are from February. That's kind of weird that they would do that, isn't it? Strange.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a holiday-themed movie, but anyway.
0: Yeah, strange. Unless their reviews were like, He's writing for the San Francisco Gate. Okay. He says, these are fun people. Martha Plimpton plays a hostess who throws a party and sits around all night waiting for guests to show up. She starts the movie in a panic and descends as the hours go by in a bitterness, rage, hysteria, and finally, despair. 200 Cigarettes doesn't have a bad scene or a false note. The picture is a succession of pointy little moments, nicely written by Shana Larson and acted with comic assurance and sensitivity. And that's funny, like it's the total opposite view.
1: Strange. I think that's the perfect review of this movie, to be honest.
0: <laughs> well, I'll put both of these in our show notes, and you can have, decide for yourself. Okay, everybody listening? Okay, Dylan, so, change Cigarettes. We both liked it, and I think it's rating up pretty highly on the list of The Chronicles.
1: For sure, absolutely. As I said, I put it at number two, mate. I don't know where you're putting it.
0: I don't know. Maybe equal second.
1: Yeah. yeah. What, wait. Equal with what?
0: <laughs> Lonnie. It's pretty obvious what it's equal second, dude. Eh?
1: Lonnie. <laughs> Lonnie. If it's that fucking darn cat. That's <laughs> number two. Tied with this movie. No. No, this is this is I'll good. be fuming. This is good, okay. man. It's really good. I'm gonna just pull okay. up her filmography Great. and
0: see where we're at. See what's happened before and see what's coming next, okay?
1: Well we got mermaids. First off. We do. The hard way. Second off. <laughs> Don't remember from there. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it's up there. It's it's Yeah, nice. It's definitely the best since The Ice Storm. And, like, The Hard Way was a pretty good film. And the Adams Family films have a lot to love about them, even though the film themselves maybe
1: aren't the best. Yeah. Still enjoy them. Yeah, still enjoy them. What's coming up
0: next, though, Dylan?
1: No Vacancy. Right here. Okay. Seems fine. Not let me we'll we know much how about. see we
0: go. Yeah. And then Sleepy Hollow was going to round out 1999. Oh, she nice. didn't say yes to everything in 1999, but she like ninety eight. But you know, the yeah, hell, we're gaining honor, aren't we? We'll be getting yeah. This we'll
1: catch up sooner or later. Mm.
0: You'd ask if we could stop by making films for a second, just so we could you know maybe
1: do this for a couple of years and get back on track. Yeah. Just do Yellow Jackets for a bit. Just focus on that. <laughs> <Do> <laughs> give us time to that? catch up, yeah. Christina. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, good on that. Right, do we want to give it a rating? Do you want to uh, give it a little bit of a star rating, Dylan? Or are we just going to say up there in the Chronicles?
1: No, I'll just say up there, rank number two so far. Perfect. We'll see.
0: The hero of Cold City is probably going to lock them all up. Over. <gasps> I'm worried for the Ice Storm, for being honest. <laughs> Well, I just want to say, Dylan, it's nice to see a film about people living life. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Um, okay, well, that's been us. If people want to hear more of our show, Dylan, can they listen to the whole back catalog for free right now? Sure, yeah.
1: I give them permission. I'm sure you do as well.
0: We've got The Chronicles. We've got 19 previous episodes of The Chronicles. Um, Some with special guests. We've also got Speed Racer, back in the very early days, which is kind of a pre-Chronicles exploration of a Christina film.
1: Yeah, Sacred Origin.
0: Basically. Not to mention, we've got lots of episodes of the main show. Um, we've got topics but everything, just everything in between everything.
1: <laughs> everything between life and pop culture, Lonnie.
0: That is kind of the backwards way of saying our motto. Um, are we on the socials?
1: Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the big three. Of course we are. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you.
0: It is great. I just love hearing from people. I love people telling me how much they like um, our stories and how much I love Christina. That's really why we're all here, you know? Absolutely, for sure. Well, Dylan, I've missed you. and So I'm going to say it again. (laughs) I miss you, man. I miss you, man. And thanks, Mark, for the theme song.
1: Oh, you're not gonna say I miss you Christina. I miss you Christina. I miss you
0: Christina, Christina that's how we end it. Sorry. I just remembered Mark oh,
1: It's the It's off. we're fucking off the tracks already. We're crashing, Lonnie. Stop Do we miss Mark? Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I miss you, Mark.
0: Doesn't feel right. <laughs> oh no! I miss, you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man, I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I-